This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Episode 74, The Aswang. Cultures across the world are all different, but share one common goal, survival. Each one has its own practices and stories that circulate throughout history. Many of these stories focus on generations-old monsters and predators that lurk in the darkness. For the residents of the Philippines, when the sun goes down, an evil makes itself aware, emerging from the shadows and preying on those unfortunate enough to be caught in its path. This evil is known as the Aswang. The word Aswang is generally associated with a vampiric shape-shifting entity. However, it is also an umbrella term used to describe multiple Filipino monsters. Some are witches and female spirits that seek out babies and pregnant women using long, sharp tongues to pierce the skin to suck out blood and viscera. Others are zombie-like ghoulish creatures who terrorize villages and feast on the flesh of the recently deceased. Aswangs are said to be able to pass themselves off as normal human beings during the daytime hours. They are able to hold full-time jobs and carry out day-to-day activities. However, come nightfall, they are able to shapeshift into blood-sucking monsters. They often mimic voices of people or animals to prey upon the weak and most vulnerable. Join us as we discuss one of the most wild and terrifying creatures in Filipino history. One of the earliest settlements in the Philippines was Bago City. Due to its dark past and numerous invasions, its residents were no strangers to having to protect themselves and their families from outside forces. In March of 2013, the residents found themselves once again forced to protect their homes and fight for their lives. The nights had been very hot and humid, Most residents weren't fortunate enough to have air conditioning and were forced to have to leave windows open to circulate the night air. Andre Pineda lie, tossing and turning, with beads of sweat soaking his pillow as he endured the suffocating heat. 
He had just started to finally fall asleep when he was abruptly alarmed by a sound that came from the kitchen. It sounded as if something or someone was in it and had been throwing things around. He continued laying there for a moment, attempting to rationalize the sound. At that point, further activity continued to come from the kitchen. Andre leapt from his bed. His heart raced as he cautiously made his way through the house and into the kitchen. He spotted a small figure, attempting to climb through his kitchen window. Its features illuminated by the light of the streetlights outside. He was able to make out what appeared to be sharp claws and razor-like teeth that formed a snarling smile. Its eyes glowed bright red, almost as if on fire. In that moment, he felt completely overtaken by fear. Andre quickly reached for a knife and lunged toward the creature as it jumped down from the window onto the kitchen floor, dodging the knife in Andre's hand. The creature let out a high-pitched hissing sound. At that moment, Andre felt a sharp pain in his arm that shot straight to his fingertips, causing him to drop the knife from his hand onto the hardwood floor. He could still feel a stinging sensation coming from his forearm. As he looked down at it, he noticed blood pouring from a now open wound. As he looked back toward the creature, it had already made its way back out the window. Andre watched as it jumped from rooftop to rooftop and eventually disappeared out of sight. Terrified by the events that took place, Andre felt he needed to warn the people of the area. The Aswang had made its presence known. On that same evening, just across the town of Bago City, a young girl was fast asleep. She was suddenly awakened by the feeling of being dragged out of her bed. She looked up to see a bony arm with clawed fingers gripping her ankle tightly. The girl let out a blood-curdling scream, awaking her father in the process. As he came running to her aid, the creature gripping her ankle quickly released it and returned out the window disappearing into the darkness. The following morning, the girl awoke with a pain in her stomach. She wasn't able to drink or eat, and eventually began experiencing problems breathing. Concerned for her well-being, the family immediately sought out the nearest albulario, the Filipino term for witch doctor or folk doctor. To assist with the girl's ailments. The Abelario confirmed what the family had feared. The creature that had attacked the girl was in fact that of the Aswang, and it had caused irreparable damage to her soul. Stories of the two attacks quickly spread throughout the community, causing an uproar in the residents who lived there. It wasn't long before they banded together and took to the streets, armed with any type of weapons they could find, determined 
to hunt down the creature that had terrorized those the night before. Over the following nights, additional reports were made, claiming to spot a shadowy figure running across the rooftops in an attempt to escape the angry mob. Eventually, the area went quiet and things returned to normal. That is, till the following year. In October of 2014, the town of Tanawan found itself being plagued by similar reports of multiple Aswangs terrorizing the streets under the light of the moon. The reports became so serious, the military became involved, tasked with protecting the citizens of Tanawan. It was also reported in Colombia in 2015, a group of Aswangs had been ran off by a local mob after a series of attacks on the local children. In addition to their ability to shapeshift from normal person to the terrifying vampiric creature that is the Aswang, it is said that they can change forms to that of a bird or the ordinary house pet. They do this to attempt to get close to their targets and eventually plan their attack when least expected. According to legend, one can become an Aswang by securing a fertilized chicken's egg to their stomach before going to bed. Over the course of the night, the chicken travels from the egg into the stomach of the person wearing it. Upon waking, the person then has an insatiable craving for human blood and flesh. The Aswang is also able to pass on this curse to another person by opening its mouth and allowing the chick to enter the mouth of the victim. In May of 2015, multiple reports were made regarding multiple Aswang attacks in the province of North Katabato. A young couple lay asleep in their bed when they were awoken by sounds coming from the downstairs of their home. The husband kept a sword nearby to use for protection in times of need. He grabbed the sword and ran downstairs to face the intruder. The house was dark, and he couldn't see anything. His unsteady hand slowly reached for the light switch as he clicked it on. Standing in front of him was a large, black dog, with piercing red eyes staring back at him. The man lunged at the dog with the sword, striking left and then right. With each swing, the dog was able to dodge his attempts. All of a sudden, the dog was on top of him, sinking its teeth into his arm. The man screamed in pain while trying to break free from the beast. In an instant, it was gone. It had disappeared before his very eyes. Three days later, a report was made from a nearby house claiming to be attacked by a very large cat. It had attacked and wounded four of the residents in the house. It then shapeshifted into a human and escaped through an open window, leaving the family traumatized by the events. Aswangs are said to be sentient and are able to retain memories after shifting back into their human form. Additionally, any wounds or injuries they obtain during their time as their true selves 
do not immediately heal. It takes a period of time for them to go back to normal. During this time, it is much easier to identify the true identity of the creatures. In Lucina City in 2014, a group of children were attacked by a large bird. They had been walking home late at night when the bird-like creature had attacked them. A local resident was able to wound the bird's foot, scaring it off. Another local woman was accused of being an Aswang. When she was finally found, it was easy to see that she was missing a couple of toes on her right foot. Upon being detained, the woman claimed to be a victim of an Aswang attack herself. However, she was still taken in for questioning. The woman then not only claimed to be an Aswang, but also told the police that if they didn't let her go, she would hurt their children when she escaped. After her eventual release, she was never seen or heard from again. In the age of technology, very few supernatural creatures and beings have been able to succeed and thrive like the Aswang has. Reports continue to surface to this day, leaving behind a devastating footprint on Filipino culture. On June 2nd, 2015, in the central province of Davao del Norte, a 10-year-old girl was found dead in her bedroom by her parents. Her death was the result of deep inflicted wounds to her throat. It was eventually ruled as an animal attack. However, the room was located at the top floor of the building and had no other entry points other than the open window. That same month, on the opposite side of the country in Kotoboto City, many reports were made claiming to see an Aswang. Blurred pictures of a strange bird-like creature flooded social media, along with reports of sightings. One of the city's priests even took confession from a local fisherman, with cuts and bruises on his face. The man claimed to have awoken one night to a creature sitting on his chest. It had slashed at his face, before eventually flying out the open window. The history of the Aswang is full of tragic events that have taken place, and the lasting effects it has had on the area and all of those involved. Reports continue to be made to this day, claiming to see the Aswang in one of its many forms. Despite the gruesome nature of each encounter with the terrifying beast, it is just one of the many monsters that make up Filipino lore. Welcome, campers, to Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. We are your hosts, I am Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And now the debrief. Now the debrief, alright. So this is a nice sort of change of pace. Yeah, yeah, um, you know. Uh, we went from our six-episode stint with Mothman... <laughs> a little break off of that, and now we're talking about more more cryptids. 
Yeah. Cryptid, if you want to say maybe. It, yeah. Maybe. Cryptid slash vampire, vampire creature. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever whatever you want to refer to it as. We're back. It's got glowing red eyes. It's basically Mothman. Of course it does. <laughs> yeah. So many things. That's such a surprise episode seven of Mothman. <laughs> the oh, ass Christ. wang. <laughs> as wang. <laughs> Ugh. Told you. Yep. She was coming. You got me. So, the Aswang. The Aswang. This this is a weird one for me because it's like obviously we're we're stepping outside of our own culture for sure yeah, here. Which I like I mean, I like to do, you know, sometimes just because yeah. it's it's cool to also learn about these things from other cultures and the way that they see them and I mean especially this one is pretty damn gnarly. Yeah, it really is. And I just like a lot of people have made the mistake over the years of taking these um, these legends from other cultures and instantly like taking them super seriously and thinking about it as like a physical thing immediately. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are lots of old school cryptozoologists who would hear these stories and go, "Oh, it's a Bigfoot." <laughs> <laughs> They did that constantly, dude. Like, if you read a cryptozoology book, even, like, there are there are people doing it still, but, like, especially from, like, the 80s and the early 90s, they would have these, like, lists of, here are, like, 70 different Bigfoot all of, from all over the world. I mean, right? at that time, they and all then, sat Harry and the Henderson, so, like, come on. Yeah, fair enough. But, like, you would look into... If you look into them specifically, you'd find out like one is actually like a described as like a six foot lizard, and one is described as like you know what I mean. Like, and they would just take these and turn them into Bigfoot, all Bigfoot. I mean, it, yeah, I suppose like if you wanted to categorize everything into like one one main thing, yeah. it, and now I guess we're talking about like ultra terrestrials, right? Sure, unification theory. Exactly. So if yeah. we want to like classify everything as one thing, you want to call it a Bigfoot, I guess. Yeah, sure. these old school these old school cryptozoologists were just doing their own version of So does that mean I can theory. call Bigfoot Lizard Man? Basically. Sweet. You can call him whatever you want. True. I'm gonna call him Marvin. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. So um one thing that stands out to me so when you look at legends from all over the world, it seems like the darkest, the darkest like boogeymen, yeah, are found in the places with like the strongest religious backbone. Yeah, and it, that's I and, mean, especially the Philippines are very, very yeah. God fearing, Catholic. Exactly. Yeah. Very Catholic. Yeah, I mean, they were you know from like the 16th century since they became you know they were a Spanish colony forever, so they've had. Catholicism basically in their bones for a very long time. Which is what's what's really cool about the story about um, the fisherman that yeah. um, you know goes and gives his confession and everything and talks about this creature like straddling his his chest and like just slashing at his face. Yeah, um, which I, I think is important. That's that's another you know another one of those like we talk about where you know these more like official people and these kind of higher 
positions and things like that that can kind of like corroborate these things or even like talk about them and like it seems like it's almost more more believable but the fact that yeah i mean you know it's kind of similar in that regard at least to me yeah i would agree with that another cool thing about the aswing is that it describes tons of different creatures it's used to describe tons of different right individual legends yeah it's essentially just an umbrella term for it like just i guess bigfoot for everything else yeah I assume that's because, you know, the Philippines is an archipelago, right? It's a collection of tiny islands. Right. So all of those little, you can imagine that each of those little islands had their own legends. Right. right? I mean, yeah, and, of course. You know, and eventually the Aswing became like a ter- an umbrella term that described all of these individual, yeah. slightly different little legends. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that, which makes a lot of sense, because, I mean, a lot of these things are similar. And then if you also, because within, you know, within this culture, believing that these are potentially shapeshifters. Sure. And that are more, more, I guess, similar or along the lines of, like, vampires. But they can also shapeshift into animals and things like that, which, I mean... Traditional, like, vampire lore and stuff allows them to shapeshift as well. Like, it's yeah. kind of, you know, so it's not, it's definitely not far-fetched for sure uh, that that would be, you know, kind of given in this this situation, right? Yeah. But I do like the fact that it does, you know, it's like all, um, like, encompassing, like, whatever uh, within just the, just the term Aswing. Yeah. It reminds me almost of, like, uh, Japanese yokai. Right, like that yeah. term used to describe all these different spirits. This thing also reminds me of the Kashtaka. Yeah. A lot with the shape shifting into animals and mimicking right. sounds to draw yeah, people in. Yeah, it can mimic and... voices, it can mimic like animal sounds. Yeah. Yeah, which is I pretty mean, classic shapeshifter. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. But I like one, that. One thing that separates it is that it's not like a. It's. Okay, so with like. Kashtaka and with like, um, wow, skinwalkers. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this reminds me very the, much of skinwalkers for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So with, with skinwalkers and with the Kashtaka, it's the being is, it's another form or ability, set of abilities ascribed to shamans. Yeah. Right. Like, and with the Aswang, it's, these are like normal people. That apparently get this ability from fertilized <laughs> eggs on their bellies. Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> so. Yeah, let's let's backtrack a little bit. So yeah, I mean these are normal people by day, and these crazy beasts by night that stalk the city. <laughs> just, I mean that to me is is just funny. I wonder if that's like a really, you know, exaggerated version of the like no good things happen at night. You know what I mean? Like, the whole idea of just, like, stay inside I mean, that's, when it gets that's dark. fair. Like, almost as a means right. of, like, you know, telling your kids, like, don't do this or you get caught by the yeah. Aswang. Yeah. Like, don't be out fucking around in the middle of the night, because there's some shit out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, like, this whole idea of this thing being able to... You can turn yourself into an Aswang if you want. 
Like yeah. I, I'm half tempted to try it this weekend, but which is so it's so odd. <laughs> it just what so it's a fertilized egg that you secure to your stomach, yeah, and just sleep sleep with it. And over the course of the night, apparently the chick crawls out of the egg into your belly. Yeah. So is it just what? Like I don't understand what the so. Like what the thing with the the egg is and the chicken, or the chick rather. It's very like witch doctor, right? It's very like, but it's just island, so strange witch doctory type shit. Yeah, yeah. I gotta be more careful with my eggs, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then you can pass it on by opening your mouth and then opening someone else's mouth and dropping your mouth chick into their mouth. Yeah. Don't Obviously. kiss people. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here. Don't. Don't go around People kissing fucking... and passing your, your ass wing to people. Yeah. That is the worst STD I've ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just wake up tomorrow. Man, blood really sounds good. Or like human flesh. Right. That sounds tasty. Mmm, viscera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If I wake up like that, I'm... Well, now that I know, I'm I'm gonna know. So... Yeah, you'll know exactly what I'll, happened. I'll know. Yeah, I guess it's good that we're doing this episode. Yeah, learning—it's important. <laughs> Just so strange, though. <laughs> like that it was yeah. that was one of the funnier funnier parts of it. I mean, yeah, you know, but again, it's just that that whole like thing within the culture and like the this these stories that have been passed passed around and everything. Um, yeah, you know, for years and centuries, I'm sure, like you know, throughout throughout history. That, uh, yeah, like, regardless whether it's like a, you know, like a folk legend or something like that. Yeah. It's still, I mean, it's it's still a thing that's being passed and, and told to. Yeah, it's a part of their culture. Exactly. Yeah. Now, let's talk about the guy that has a sword next to his bed. Oh, God, you're jumping way ahead. <laughs> okay. I, I No, just to yeah. briefly, briefly discuss it. Because yeah. that was probably my favorite part of the whole story. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, if you're going to break in anywhere, don't go to Sword Guy's house. <laughs> like, yeah. who the fuck sleeps with a sword next to their bed? So it makes me wonder, because it just said that it was nearby. Like, yeah. is it under his mattress? Is it under the bed? <laughs> Does he sleep with it under his pillow? Is it, like, just draped like... over his nightstand? Yeah, because I feel like... Having a sword under the mattress would be kind of unwieldy. It'd be kind of hard to draw it in a hurry. <laughs> right. You'd have to, like, right. you're trying to grab it as you're laying there, and you realize, oh, I'm laying on this. So you got to get up. Yeah. got to lift your yeah. mattress. And then by that you time. shove your wife on the floor. Right, exactly. Off the bed. By that yeah. time, the intruder's already in your bedroom. So what are you going to yeah. do? Oh, oh, missed opportunity. You've been ass wanged. <laughs> Too fucking bad. Ass wanged. Damn it! Uh, but yeah, no, I that's I just I just wanted to skip ahead to just that part. I just yeah, I like yeah, it because that's ridiculous. It is. That's... It's very ridiculous. But I mean, people keep like baseball bats next to their beds or like in the corner sure. or behind the door or something. You know, like so. I guess it's not that out of you know out of the realm of what's normal or not normal. But that's a sword. It is a sword. It makes me wonder what kind of sword this guy's like wielding. Yeah, because is it like a homemade sword? Is it right. like a, a machete? 
Exactly. It, Does he have like a, a fucking full blown samurai? I was going to say like a forty eight inch like sheath that's like, you know, <laughs> right. this thing like he has to carry it with two hands because it's so heavy. Is this like a a lost episode of Highlander? Or is this like one of those like little fo- like foam swords that he like is spray painted with like some <laughs> silver like metallic spray paint? <laughs> it's like ah, he's a, uh, he's a larper, <laughs> dude. <laughs> it's a full foam sword. Speaking of larp, bed. I would yeah. Never mind. We'll just, we'll skip it. <laughs> okay. I just I've always wanted to find a group that was into it. Good luck. Clearly, that's not you. It absolutely is not. <laughs> oh, he's a larper. <laughs> so what if he is? At least he has a sword yeah. to protect himself against the Aswang. I suppose so. Foam sword for a foam monster. It still ends up on top of him. He still gets a chunk taken out of his arm and his blood sucked out. So whether that sword worked, who knows, but still. Yeah, that sucks that he had the sword and still got bested <laughs> yeah I mean, he's like he's like swinging he's you got to give him like you know at least like an f for effort absolutely he tried hard could be worse exactly yeah he might have been better off with a baseball bat he could have impaled himself with his That's own true. sword it could have gone worse true you know you're in a bad situation when the, the worst case scenario isn't i got bit by a monster and my blood sucked out yeah right exactly could have been worse I was just gonna say I'm just gonna keep a Tonka truck under my bed so like I'll just like throw it down the stairs and then that way if the Aswang is at the bottom joke's on you buddy you've been tonka <laughs> like one of those heavy ass metal ones yeah obviously yeah, yeah. not like gotcha. a plastic one what's like that gonna dump do truck. Yeah. the sweet 90s Tonka truck oh those were awesome man yeah they were super cool well, given the form that it took, he might have been better off with just like a tennis ball. <laughs> that's, that's true. Just like, you get it here. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah, it's at least at least it's not the cat that the other people were attacked by. Dude, big cats are way scarier than big dogs. <sighs> I don't know. I'd I'd say they're they're about equal. So much deadlier. Really depends. Like, I mean, what if this is like. Uh, let's, let's say like a big like I don't want to say St. Bernard because they were just way too cuddly like a Newfin- Newfoundland yeah. way too cuddly but like say like a, a Rottweiler or even like a like a thick like Akita something like that just take it to the max a wolf but I mean wolves sometimes I feel are just way too cuddly wolves are not cuddly Ryan eh, it depends. wolves will eat your ass in half a second well wolves are not dogs they look like it, but they are not. Maybe, you know, well, regardless. Yep. I, I look at a wolf and I think of, like, you know, a nice, like, Alaskan Malamute or something that's just fuzzy and fluffy and likes to Night howl and, and sing. <laughs> and they look about the same. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Must be the same. Yeah. <laughs> No, honestly, I would much rather fight off a wolf than a mountain lion. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know about a mountain lion compared to a wolf. Maybe. Dude, a mountain lion will fuck your shit up so far. I was thinking like so, I was thinking more like broad, like a tiger. 
Yeah, even worse. I would never want to fight a tiger. I love tigers, but I'd never want to fight one. No. I've seen those videos those from India where the tiger just comes out of the tall grass and fucking snatches dudes off elephants and shit. But I've always wanted to be like I remember being being a kid and watching videos of like people that had like tigers as house pets. And I'm always I was always like, that's gonna be me one day. I'm gonna have a tiger pet. <laughs> I still have yet you to get been one. Joe Exotic when you grew up. Oh man. <laughs> now that's Colin. a huge missed opportunity. Exactly. You could be famous and in prison. <laughs> Hashtag free Joe Exotic. <laughs> Hashtag incarcerate every person in that documentary. <laughs> All of them should be in prison. Well, I mean, we're not going to talk about Joe Exotic, right? <laughs> okay. But All like, I prison. feel like he still, he loved his animals. You know, to an extent. In a way that, like, an abusive meth dad loves his kid. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> Basically the same thing. Apologies if any of those are you that are listening. Yeah. Your dad's an asshole. Yeah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, let's, let's get back to the ass wing. As That's wing. what I said, ass wing. Um... So, okay, based on the the very first account you went over, the March 2013 one with Andre Panita. Yeah. Yeah, he was like, that, like one of the ones that kind of started at least, I mean, these newer this reports. Right? Lap. Yeah. yeah. It stood out to me immediately that this is like a very physical being to the people that experience it. Yeah, yeah, of like, course. It's not spectral at all. It's not like spooky ooky. It's like a a fucking solid thing that grabs them and right, claws like, them and bites them. The first few that were seen were this traditional vampiric ghoulish yeah. like creature. Um but yeah, very very physical. I mean yeah. even down to like seeing like these razor like talons and these you know sharp teeth and stuff like that like these glowing red eyes and whatever else like I mean very very physical for sure. I know because a lot of these um folklore creatures they're often seen almost as like spirits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like yeah. a little more ethereal. Mm-hmm. And this one definitely is not that. Yeah, I mean, well, some some areas even reported seeing multiple as wings in the same area so like uh, yeah i feel i feel that they're definitely very real not like spiritual based right at least you know what i yeah what i can kind of determine by you know looking reading over everything and kind of going over the different encounters and stuff yeah especially like when it's able like the ones that actually shapeshift into these animals and stuff like that there are these actual animals and yeah. like even the family that sees the one that sh- the I think it was the was it the cat that shape shifted back into a person to go back through the window. Yeah, yeah. So this first guy is the one who saw it or heard the noise in his kitchen. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so he yeah. like at first like because I mean this is also a really uh, it's a very hot March. You know, it's like uh, which to think of March being hot is just silly and crazy to me. But still, I mean it's their summer. True. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so, I mean, you know, it's, like, it's a really, a really hot time period, and so everybody's, 
you know, kind of suffering at this point. And that's, and that's what he was, you know, he was like struggling to fall asleep and was just finally on the brink of it when this sound finally like brings him back, like fully alert again. And so at first he's trying to like pass it off. Like, am I just hearing things lays there? He hears it again, immediately gets up to go. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a terrifying situation. Yeah. Anytime you like hear a random weird noise in your house in the middle of the night, you're automatically on edge. And then he walks in and sees this thing like moving in through the window. Yeah. Which I think the biggest takeaway for this whole episode is don't keep your windows open. Yeah. Just I don't, don't give leave a your fuck windows how hot open. it is. Close your windows at night. Yeah. That's I mean, just from years of of consuming true crime, I learned that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just living Close in a Close and lock your damn windows. Living in a city. You know, even even though your area might be perfectly crimeless and safe, whatever else, yeah. that one, that off, that you know, that off chance, right? Yep. That just one off. Even if encounter. you're ten stories up, lock your fucking windows. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. But yeah, that that would be, man, that'd be terrifying. And plus, like just the way that this thing looks, seeing that yeah. climbing through your window, like. It's one thing to see, like, an intruder, like a person climbing in through your window, or to see, like, someone breaking in, or whatever else, you know, that's besides the fact. But to see, like, this, like, creature, weird, like, weird, terrifying-looking thing climbing through your window, that's a whole other experience. Yeah, dude. Completely different. And just even if it was a person, that's scary. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know that's what I mean. You're saying. instantly in fight or flight. Yeah. Add that. Add to that the the crazy look of this thing. Yeah. You'd be <laughs> horrified immediately. And Andre's first uh, first you know thing that he does is he just grabs a knife sitting there. Yeah. Well, I mean, quick to action. Yeah. True. It's not a sword, but it'll do. <laughs> And a pinch. The at sword least. didn't work. The knife definitely isn't going to work. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. Maybe the maybe the knife is the key. The shorter weapon is better for close quarters. I mean, like in a lot of those like old, you know, movies where we talk about like these movies, shows, whatever, we talk about these like, you know, these like folklore, history, like you know, crazy things throughout time. It's always like just like a dagger dipped in. You know, the ash of a white oak tree, blah blah, like you know things like oh, yeah. that. Yeah, like something silly, something but like special, very very small, and you have to be like literally right up on the thing in order to do anything about it. Yeah, so maybe you have he to had face the right your idea. fear head on, right? Huh? That that's what that's what all that's based think, on, right? You gotta true. like that is. Look at you just you being so insightful today. Yeah, yeah, dude. All you right. gotta get your hands dirty. You gotta like get in there. The secret to overcoming your fear isn't to snipe it from 400 yards away. <laughs> you gotta fucking wrestle with it. You just gotta get right up in there. Yeah. That's what I always say. <laughs> always. <laughs> I do. <laughs> you know you've heard me say it at least a time or two. At least. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry. Right, so... Moving, moving on past uh, Andre. There, yes, we have the encounter with nameless girl. Nameless girl, yeah. Um, her parents call a fucking witch doctor. 
Yeah, well, these, I mean, this girl's being pulled out of her bed by this bony ass arm with clawed fingernails, like fingers, right? Yeah. And they immediately assumed it was an Aswang. Yeah. Like, that was their immediate assumption. Andre had already been out, like, his, after, after his experience, he runs out of his apartment and into the streets and he's, like, determined to tell everybody the Aswang is back or it's there, whatever you want to even say. Yeah. So this is at the same same night, and these these people immediately assume it is an Aswang. I mean, you know, like yeah, that's what they see. So makes sense. And they so yeah, they call a witch doctor. The what Abelario or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't because you again you think of Filipino culture as being like very Catholic. Yeah. It's like. It's odd to me that that's where it goes immediately. Well, I mean, also, she, was, she wasn't wanting to eat. She wasn't wanting to drink anything. Yeah. She was struggling breathing. But and they don't call their priest. Right. They call a witch doctor. They call a witch doctor. I mean, I, mean, I would assume was a witch doctor is going to know a little bit more than a priest. I mean, maybe. But when you grow up a Catholic, like, the first thing I would think in that situation is exorcism. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Right? Well, I think that's uh, everybody's go-to too much. Yeah. You know, so. They should consider the Aswang more often. They should. <laughs> yeah. Next time I get a stomachache, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to consider the Aswang. <laughs> Check your eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, you know, another thing that just, that I just remembered, um, and it's another thing that reminds me of like Skinwalker lore. I okay, so I frequently listen to a podcast called Tiger Belly. Tiger Belly. It's, it's Bobby Lee's podcast, the comedian. Okay. And his girlfriend, Kalila, is a Filipina. And he has um he has like tried on several occasions to get her to talk about this thing because and she will not talk about it she just doesn't even want to bring it up yeah she, she doesn't want to discuss it at all yeah which is very much like skinwalkers with navajo yeah, that's culture true. right yeah. like it's a thing that's supposed to be spoken of in like hushed tones under your breath and never like discussed publicly yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, that, that makes sense because yeah. uh, of just the nature of it, right? Yeah. And the fact that anybody can become an Aswang. Yeah. Same with like paints and Appalachian culture. Like if yeah. talking about it can draw them, can draw it in. Yeah. If that's, that's true, we're so fucked. I was going to say. <laughs> That was like, literally what I was about to get at. Like, yeah, yeah. that's that's a little concerning, I think. Um, yeah, this whole, like, generation of podcasters is fucked. Because we talk about shit all the time yeah. that we're like, everyone who knows about this says don't talk about it. So let's talk about it for an hour. I mean, <laughs> hey, it, you know, this is how people learn. Yeah. You know, at least listeners, they're just listening to it. They're not talking about it. We're putting ourselves in danger for you, the listener. They get to yeah. listen to us. Put ourselves out there. Our lives. There's a chance tomorrow we could both be an Aswang. Think about that, yeah. people. There's a chance. 
So, on that note, I, I want to tell you about an experience I had. Okay, awesome. Recently. So this is a, it new, was, um, this is a new, new yeah. experience. Yes. Awesome. Sweet. And I'm into it. Oddly similar to what we're discussing tonight. Um, and I had no idea that we were doing this, covering this topic until what, like six o'clock tonight? I was going to say, yeah, just this evening. Yep. Yeah. So last week it was, I think I'm going to say it was the eighth. I think, I think it was on the eighth of November. Yeah, it was definitely the night. It was after midnight and I was out walking my dog and I was like, doing the last little walk before she goes to bed and i have a six month old 90 pound irish wolfhound really quick question yeah did you bring your sword for those mean streets <laughs> i did not oh, man. i was sadly swordless oh i don't know what's wrong with you um yeah <laughs> so i was about three blocks from my house and the the section of street that we were on was without street lights. So the next street light was like about a block and a half away. Maybe a little over a block from us. And my dog is not afraid of anything. Like the problem that I have with her walking when we encounter other people with dogs, the reason I have to keep her like close when we encounter other dogs isn't because she's aggressive. It's because she's so friendly and yeah. they might be aggressive, you know? That's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, absolutely. But she's like... Like I said, she's six months old. She's very much a puppy, but she's bigger than most full-grown dogs right, already. for sure. So when she, like, goes up all goofy to some, like, mean, you know, German Shepherd or something like that, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So The point is, she isn't... Other dogs don't scare her. So we're walking down the street... And I, like, it's sort of lightly snowing. Like, the kind of snow you can only see in the streetlights. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed something walking down the middle of the road toward us. It takes me a minute. Like, I stopped and stared at it for a second. And then I realized that it's a dog. Like, a really fucking big dog. Like, bigger Just than by her. itself? Dog. Yes. Oh, all right. By itself. Which, like freaked me out right i mean i think that would freak any normal person out walking yeah. at night and by yourself and yeah yeah so it got to the point where like like you could see its shoulders moving in alternation like the way you can with really big dogs you know what i mean of course yeah it was fucking big it was far bigger than my dog which is scary um sorry i'm like getting goosebumps just telling you about it um, I'm just anxiously waiting to find out what actually happens. It's about to get so much weirder. All right. So, as soon as I uh, as soon as I realize what it is, I stop walking, and Violet, my dog, like starts whimpering, tail between her legs. She hides behind me, like it, and that freaked me out so much worse. Yeah, I bet. That, like, she was reacting like that. So I stood there watching it walk toward me. And then um, it, like, lifted its head. And I didn't see any... It wasn't, like, glowing red eyes or any of the shit that you 
that you always hear, but like I could feel that it was looking at me when it lifted its head. Yeah. Just like that weird like yeah. you know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And we're standing there, the dog stops walking, the thing stops walking toward me. And ready for the weird? Yeah. Then it stands up. And the like okay, so like as a person here's the thing. Here's the thing. It okay. like for a split second it looked like a dog standing up and then it looked like a person. Hmm. And then suddenly I was standing and it, this is all in silhouette behind with like the street light behind it. Yeah. And like it went from seeing a dog to now there's a person standing there. And it was still, I could still feel it looking at me, like goosebumps all over my body. I was like freaked out completely. And then it walked to the side of the road between two cars that were parked on the side of the road. It walked between them. And as soon as, as soon as it was like between the two cars out of sight, Violet was like back out in front of me, like wagging her tail, huh. like nothing was going on. So after it went, between the two cars did it disappear I mean it went like into the shadows behind two cars and I like it was gone that's yeah that's pretty weird <laughs> yeah I didn't expect yeah I didn't expect that alright it was that would yeah I, I think at that point I would have turned I don't know if you were on your way back no like, I wasn't I, I would have just like immediately turned and went back yeah like, I did I, I did. Yeah. Yeah. I, I turned around and went straight the fuck home. That's like, it freaked me out so bad that I didn't sleep that night. <laughs> like, I honestly, mean, that would be such a weird thing to try and like rationalize. Like what? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Does that mean big dog looking up like that? Knowing, knowing that this thing is like staring at you. Yeah. That's that. Like, that's alarming enough. You know, you know, like yep. if you do something wrong, if you do the wrong thing, like this dog could come after you. Yeah. Not only hurting you, possibly hurt, hurting you and your dog. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Like you're already going to be very apprehensive. You're going to be very like on edge. Yeah, exactly. Yep. But to watch that, <laughs> that happen. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Nah. I, yeah, I, I haven't seen I haven't seen anything like that I don't think. So that's that's pretty awesome. I'm. It freaked me out, dude. You should have at that point. You should have like just opened up your phone and just started a video just to like see. Here's the thing, and this is what I told my wife when I got home too. Is like i've spent the last year and a half criticizing people who don't take pictures right when they see weird shit yeah right exactly the whole encounter maybe lasted a minute and a half it felt like an hour and a half yeah i'm sure not a single moment within that minute and a half did i consider the fact that i had a phone in my pocket like even if not for anything else but like the flashlight like to use like the torch and yeah just to see like in front of you never even occurred to me that's so weird i know i suppose i mean that's it's understandable because i mean it'd be like 
probably one of the last things you're even thinking about. Yeah. Because what is that I mean, phone going to do for you in that moment that any like yeah. shit goes south, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because that makes I don't sense. know. Because it of that minute and a half, I maybe spent the first fifteen seconds just feeling, just feeling like, oh, there's a big dog coming toward us. Right. Like this could be dangerous. By the by, the like fifteen second mark, I knew something was fucking weird. Like it did not feel normal. Yeah, because I wasn't just scared. Like Violet was scared. I was fucking like goosebumps all over my body, hair standing up on the back of my neck, like reacting like something was. Well, I mean, especially off. if your dog is responding, yeah, that strangely too. Like, I mean, yeah, that's that's uh, that'd be a little a little weird. Like, especially my dog. I mean, you know, like she's uh, she's very protective. She's very lovable. Like. You know, mm-hmm. but she's a very, very good judge of character. Right. When it comes to like knowing if someone's a little sketch or a little little off. Sure. So yeah. like if I ever saw something like that happen when I was with her, like, yeah, I, you know, I would I would definitely have that same like that same response yeah. and same thought process. Like, yeah, this isn't normal. Yeah. I figured if whatever that was was enough to scare her, that I should also be scared. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah that's crazy. Like, yeah. Well, like, one of my neighbors has, like, a big-ass, like, I don't know, like, 70-pound, big, muscly, like, pit bull. Yeah. Like, one of the really big ones. With, like, the big, broad chest. Mm-hmm. And it's a scary dog. Like, it freaks me out. Yeah. Honestly. And it's it's not very nice. Uh, like, she walks it, and you can tell she's even wrestling with it when she walks it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, Violet will just, if I wasn't there holding her, she would just fucking jog right up to it. <laughs> like, hey, how you doing? Hey, 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 how's it going? That's the thing is people think about Irish wolfhounds like these, like, big majestic things, like, off in the, standing in the mist on the moors. You know what I mean? But they're, <laughs> right? they're doofy as fuck. Yeah. She's, she's so goofy. I mean, aren't all, yeah. all dogs just doofy and just, yeah, I mean... I think also just seeing that, like, I think seeing that, like, puppy behavior in a 90-pound dog is also, it's always going to look goofy. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're just, like, Also, she's, like, a baby giraffe. Yeah. Yeah. She's, like, has the super long legs. I was going to say, she's just super lanky. For sure. Yeah. But, yeah, so, with her general temperament, seeing her react like that was, like, a huge part of the experience. Right. Yeah, like yeah, that's crazy. I do have to congratulate congratulate you on another strange yeah. strange experience. They're right? gonna start apparently coming now. The, like it's gonna be yeah, like apparently the floodgates are exactly. Open. Yep, you've you've started now. They're it's never gonna stop. Yeah, I I feel like that might be true. Just be prepared for them to get str- more strange. I'm assuming. I don't know that. That's pretty damn strange. <laughs> That's yeah. It so really it is. might it might be kind of tough to top that. Um. <laughs> the story the of sword guy where he because it, it the ass the aswang <laughs> <laughs> it shows itself. It chooses to take the form of a big dog. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and that's what reminded me like yep. to share. That's yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Another yeah. one of those strange synchronicities. Right. Yep. 
So okay, so we can get back to the Aswang. Yeah, yeah. No, I. Um, so just to kind of kind of go over a little bit more here that we didn't kind of touch on in the story. Yeah, I had um, had some pretty strange uh, strange encounters that I didn't really talk about because I kind of wanted to save them because okay. it also shows you how real this thing is to. Like the, the Filipino culture, it. right? The people oh, yeah. that are people, okay. the people that are there. So okay. in May 2015, a man uh, living in Tanawan, which we had we had talked about Tanawan a little bit, he had heard scratching and clattering noises uh, from his roof, and literally fired his handgun into the ceiling <laughs> because he thought an Aswang was on the top of it. Jesus! Tragically, oh man. This resulted in the death of a 16-year-old daughter who had been trying to sneak back into the premises. Oh, no. Having crept out to a party earlier that evening. Dude. I know. But this shows you how real this is to them, right? For that, this guy, guy like, to hear clattering on a ceiling, I would think that's Santa Claus. Sure. Like, you know, maybe some... some <laughs> an angry <laughs> mob of reindeer, but, like, not an Aswang. Uh, but I no. would think Santa Claus certainly before I would think Aswang. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, God, that's dude. That's like a legitimate tragedy. Yeah, it's awful that's, for sure. Um, and that guy is fucked for life. Right. So in the previous year, in uh, Backlog City, two elderly residents were stoned to death and beheaded in separate incidents by angry mobs. When complaints were made to the police by their neighbors that they were secretly Aswangs. Because people thought that they were Aswangs, they were stoned and beheaded. Jesus Christ. Right. And that's why I didn't want to put that into the story because of how, like, I mean, just, you know, like, this is just, it reinforces how serious this is to this, like, to this culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so it just, whew, yeah, that that's insane, dude. Yeah, like I agree. And by that, I don't mean wild. I mean legitimately, that's insane. Mm-hmm. Like, my God. Yeah, I mean it's, you know, it, it's it is crazy that that's like people would go to those lengths. I yeah. mean, why not wait? Like, keep them captive until the night or something. <laughs> right. You don't have to guess. Yeah, it's just stupid. I mean, and, and as we talk about, like, a lot of these kind of strange things throughout history, I mean, you know, even even going as far as, like, you know, old old witch trials and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, it was just, it's kind and of And the werewolf same, trials. Yeah, exactly. Even more relevant. Yeah. Right? Um, it's that same concept. Like, just because these people were worried that this was a thing. Yep. They ended the lives of most likely innocent people. Yeah. And just, you know, there wasn't anything about it because people felt so strongly that this was a thing. Yeah, that's tragic. That's like truly tragic. Yeah. It's, but dude, when cultural beliefs become cultural identity, it's so hard to separate right from wrong. It really is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it's that's wild it's because if it's such if it becomes such a universally held belief 
It's what else are you going to base right and wrong on than universally held beliefs? Right. I mean, and if so many people in this small area are thinking like this and believing so strongly and there's like this whole thing going down, you know, that everybody's yeah. like, yeah, this is this is what's going on. It's going to be hard for somebody else on the outside to not side with that. Right. Like, yeah. at least I mean, I you know, I could see where that would be very, very difficult not to not decide yeah. with because it's such a widely adapted thing. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's pretty nuts. Like super nuts. Imagine being arrested by a police officer for being a shapeshifter. <laughs> right. Like that's a thing that's yeah. happening. Yeah, right. That's so cr- that feels so foreign to me like It's such like a mashup of there's like this weird cognitive dissonance between like the modernity of like a policeman with his police uniform and and carrying out these like comparatively like barbaric and archaic beliefs. You know what I mean? Like you think of like medieval times, like, you know, guards dragging someone to a stake to burn them or whatever that like we know all that happened that like. That fits in the context. That was also an area of very narrow-minded thinking. And, like, you know, I mean, people were taught to to believe one way, and there wasn't another way. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, but... Imagine being the, like, one, like, expat that lives in that neighborhood, American... Just sitting in your apartment watching them stone someone to death for being a shapeshifter. This was in 2014. Yeah. Like that's so recent that like, yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, yeah. and this is this is completely off topic, but talking about like a police officer uh, arresting somebody because you know suspicion of being an Aswang, um, yeah. for that to be like such a foreign concept. I recently found out, and the, again, completely off topic, completely the furthest we could even think of it. Um, yeah. apparently in medical coding, there is a code for. Um, injuries I guess injuries attained through alien contact really yeah okay there's an actual like code for it like <laughs> which is Interesting. so weird yeah um, I, I just is it like so strange is it me. like psych SOS <laughs> <laughs> no I mean it's, it's a real thing like when it comes to, like insurance yeah. purposes and things like that yeah that's how they code it yeah that's crazy. And I can't remember exactly what it is, but yeah, it's like injuries obtained through some form of like alien contact and whatever. I wonder if Abduction. my insurance covers alien contact. You might want to look into it. <laughs> I've been yeah, considering I it might. as well. Yeah, just to make sure. Just with the shit that's been going on with me lately, you never know. Exactly. And I'm always like I'm always like, you know, agging it on a little bit, like, oh, I've never been abducted, yeah. but I'd like to sometime. <laughs> like, if right. it doesn't cover it, maybe don't. Like is you yeah. Know, I just want to be prepared. find out first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just so strange. Uh, anyhow, off topic. Regardless, but yeah, yeah. I thought it was super cool. Um, yeah, that's wild. So, uh, going back, going back to this, a lot of there's of course a lot of uh, you know speculation where where these things kind of come from. Um, yeah. I won't dive too much into it. Of course, like. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot that has to do with um, like 
the Spanish forces that had a huge ge- uh, geographical area to co- occupy with four existing transport links. So basically, one of the methods that they deployed in an attempt to keep order was to scare the indigenous inhabitants into remaining in their villages at night, which we kind of talked about, by yeah. using embellished stories of the demons that haunted the jungles around them. All right, so like a lot of people think that maybe this is this is kind of just that, like as a means of yeah, a derivative just, of that. exactly as we were talking about. Now there are some scholars that believe that the reason the Aswang is so often depicted, uh, because in a lot of these it's depicted as female. Okay, most most often just female, uh, lies that the essentially lies under kind of Christian uh, like this uh, under the door of Christian invaders, so to speak. Yeah. Um, with her husbands and brothers in prison, the core of the Filipino resistance came from female agitators, uh, which yep. the Spanish counted with accusation of sorcery and witchcraft. Yep. And so the same tactic was also used against their holy men and tribal doctors as the Christian invaders sought to push people away from their traditional support networks and into the cities towards more Christian medical practitioners. So yeah. classic Christian, yeah, classic Catholic 16th century just Tactics. influence right exactly yep yep um and so one of the strangest which are, this one is actually pretty cool uh story and most i guess disturbing stories to be found in the history of the philippines is that the cia sought to replicate the success that the spanish had historically enjoyed in using the aswang threat so in order to assist the government in suppressing rebel groups that had formed in the aftermath of world war ii there are accusations that American agents secretly murdered civilians and horrifically mutilated the bodies, scaring enemy fighters into hiding deeper in the jungle away from populated areas. Yep. Which, that is nuts, man. Yeah. It's they just, spread the rumor themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, what better way to do to do it than to show half proof, right? Yeah. These things are monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's just, oh, it's crazy. Um, now I love that. That's that's a great point. Yeah, though. it really, like, it really is. And to and that's a, again to go to see how far people go to like make this a thing. Yeah. Now, uh, just briefly talk about kind of the, some of the symptoms um, that uh, that this uh, this Aswang curse ailment affliction. Gotcha. I don't know what you want to refer to it as, sure. but whatever. I like curse. Yeah, I Seems like, like curse, a curse, like a yeah. werewolf's curse. Uh, consists of a loss of motor functions with the sufferer racked by repeated tremors and contra- uh, contractions that cause their body to twist and contort into unnatural and painful positions. Uh, and they're fully aware of the movements as they're happening. They can't control them or explain to those around them, uh, which is often you know, led to unfounded allegations that they were either... You know, full either well, either Aswangs or demonic possession, of course. Sure, you know, yeah. and that's that's where you're talking about earlier. Why not go to a, go to a priest and yeah. exorcism? Because you know, like, I imagine in a culture like this, it, that's two sides of the same coin. You know I what would, I mean? I would think like, so too. Yeah, yeah. Six of one, half a dozen of the other, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's just it's just kind of crazy, but um. Now, uh, as I mentioned at the end, like, of course, there, you know, this isn't the only kind of monster to come out of, like, Filipino culture and lore and stuff like that. Um, it's, it's essentially only one, you know, one. There's also the, what, the, the Tianic? 
uh, which yep. pretends to be an innocent and abandoned baby before devouring unsuspecting victims to come to its aid, which is pretty damn gnarly. <laughs> that seems like a really not helpful lesson to be teaching people. Like, don't rescue babies. Right, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of terrible. Yeah. Like, how many people heard, like, a random baby crying and they're like, well, too bad. That one's definitely a monster. Yeah. There's another one. I, I know I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. I, I want to call it a teakbling, okay. uh, which is essentially a demon who dwells within forest regions, leading travelers of the uh, of the established paths and then crushing them beneath its hooves. Okay. So that's like a horse demon? It's Yeah, it's a horse demon. Okay. <laughs> right. Forest horse demon. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's just your average. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's a lot more, but those are those are kind of the stranger, funnier ones. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, if we if we deep dive into this, there's there are a lot uh, that we could talk about. But yeah, just some really strange strange things, and who knows? Maybe they're all one and the same. Maybe yeah. this horse demon is I mean, just another one of this Aswing's forms. Yeah. See, that's the thing is, like, going back again to the fact that it's an archipelago, it's this, like, collection, massive collection of islands. We think of Filipino culture as one thing. Right. But, like, if you go back far enough, each of those islands, you know, that had inhabitants had their own cultures. Yeah. So it's it's really easy to, like, umbrella all of them. But if you go back far enough, there are probably separate legends for each yeah oh I'm, I'm sure you know I'm sure for sure yeah but yeah i mean what better way to kind of just lump it all together yeah and just remind people keep your doors windows locked and don't go out at night and check your eggs yes and don't go to sleep with an <laughs> egg you know taped your to belly. your belly <laughs> yeah don't do it <laughs> how would you attach an egg to your stomach as you sleep duct tape i know i'm a pretty violent sleeper so like i'm constantly all over the place that egg would have cracked like two minutes in right but it's a fertilized egg it's like a balut Mm. like has the good baby chick inside it yeah Yeah. well then i'm gonna crush the chick before it ever makes a nope makes a first time you crush it it's (laughs) right into your belly (laughs) so maybe i'm supposed to put it on my belly button yeah i mean that'd be easiest probably Huh. I don't know. I wonder if there's a YouTube tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> How to become an Aswang 101. Uh if there's not, I'm gonna I'm gonna make one. We should. Yeah. We should make one for our TikTok. Perfect. I'll I'll do it. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Step one. Find an egg. Fertilize an egg. Good fucking luck. <laughs> How many people even know how to do that? Don't you have to have like a like a whole like incubator to do that shit? I mean, you have to definitely have to have a hen and a rooster. <laughs> you got to start somewhere, <laughs> right. right? Yeah, right. When a hen and a rooster love each other <laughs> very much, and then what happens? Asswang, an asswang. Nobody, you heard it here first. Hold up. People. Although from from my experience, 
an asswang is very unlikely to fertilize the egg. <laughs> yeah, I think that that <laughs> defeats the whole purpose of an asswang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think an asswang is to avoid that becoming a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But or at least one of the friend benefits. <laughs> <laughs> little do these people know uh, well. in the heat of the moment it's forgivable to go ass to mouth <laughs> uh, I think this is officially our farthest digression <laughs> uh, that's happened several times tonight I think <laughs> yeah so on that note uh, I think that's going to wrap up tonight's episode. This has been episode 74, The Aswang. It's over. (laughs) Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week. And it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. We want to get to know each and every one of you. So please come and check us out on all the socials. At campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook. At campfire.totsau on Twitter. And you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And a special thanks to Greg Martin at Reverent Music on Instagram for his contributions to the beautiful music that you hear every week under the debrief. You can find more of his tunes at ReverbNation.com slash Reverent. It's fantastic, fantastic stuff. Go give that a listen. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.